What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I'm pleased to be joined with a uh, little bit better spotted. Little is that? Can I say that? Spotted? Are you in a, what, what would you say if you're in a better spot? At? Marcus underscore Mosher. How are you? Uh, doing good. It's a tough day for the football world, though. It's, uh, we should probably start with that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I just, when I was literally saying you're in a better spot, we have had bad news, a lot worse than the, uh, than favorite team yep. losing, but please go ahead. Yeah. Franco Harris, uh, hall of fame running back passed away, uh, early Wednesday morning. And it's, it's such a bummer because this was, this was supposed to be a fantastic weekend with the, the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception. Uh, I saw an interview yesterday of him talking about it and how excited he was to, to be at it, be in Pittsburgh and to get his Jersey retired on Saturday. And then uh, to wake up to that news this morning is super depressing. It is. And uh, you know, I will say, like I said, it, right at the top there that, that something like this kind of supersedes your favorite team winning or losing. Uh, this guy's really huge in the, the history of the sport. And I'll say something about Franco Harris. I actually kind of felt bad for Franco Harris's career because if you're of a certain age, you remember the Walter Payton, Franco Harris chase to Jim Brown to become the all-time rushing leader. And for a while, Franco Harris was ahead of Walter Payton in that chase. And Franco Harris kind of hit a rough patch in his career where he just couldn't do it anymore. But I mean, you know, Marcus, he ran for a thousand yards in his 12th year. You know, he was just kind of out of gas after that. What running back wouldn't be out of gas in their 13th year? And so he was kind of one of those Hall of Famers that became underrated, if you will, because he wasn't Walter Payton. Um, The Steelers didn't become the Steelers until Franco Harris got on board. In 1971, they were a team with a lot of young talent, a lot of good draft picks, guys like Jack Ham and Elsie Greenwood and Mean Joe Green. But they had one diddly-poo in 70 or 71. Terry Bradshaw was not a good quarterback as a young player. He'll be the first guy to tell you that. And Franco Harris comes on board, runs for over 1,000 yards in a 14-game season, has one of the most incredible plays ever, the Immaculate Reception. I, I wonder how many people know that he was a rookie running back when he did that. And well, um, can I, can I Just really quickly yeah, to interrupt. Right. Yeah. I saw a lot of people talking about that play on Twitter today, obviously. And it was shocking how many people didn't know that the Steelers didn't win the Super Bowl that year. I think people just thought, oh, they made this play, and that's what propelled them to a Super Bowl right. run. I I think a lot of people this morning were legitimately shocked that they actually lost in the next round, which you should think about it. 1972, who do you lose to? The only team that went undefeated in NFL history. But it's still wild. 
It, yeah, and let me tell you, they they gave the Dolphins all they could handle in that game. I think they were winning at halftime. I want to say the score was 21-17 to that AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a close game. And uh, 1973, the Steelers would lose again in the playoffs. They lost in the divisional round in 73 to the Raiders. Um, and then in 74, uh, they won the Super Bowl. 75, they won the Super Bowl. 76, they probably had their best team ever, but Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer both got hurt in the divisional round game against the Colts. They couldn't play against the Raiders. The Raiders won the Super Bowl. 77, they lost in the divisional round in a really close game to the Broncos. And then 78 and 79, they won the Super Bowl again. Mm -hmm. So they won four Super Bowls in six years. They got derailed when both their running backs got hurt. And you might... Don't think about today's NFL because in 1976, both Rocky Blair and Franco Harris ran for a thousand yards in a 14 game season. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous production, but he was a great back. Uh, he stayed productive into the early eighties when the Steelers were more of a nine and seven, you know, kind of team. Uh, he ran for almost a thousand yards in 81, uh, 82. He would have had a thousand if it wasn't for the strike. And then 83 in his 12th year, he ran for, I think, 1,007 yards yep. and <clears throat> had an incredible career. I mean, he ended up with, I want to say, somewhere around 12,300 yards rushing. Um, like I said, the Steelers weren't the Steelers until he got there because they were a, a team with great young defensive players that just didn't have good quarterback play. And it took a while for Terry Bradshaw to get it going. It took about six years, and Franco Harris was their offense. You know what's really cool about Franco is he made the Pro Bowl in the first nine years of his career. When is that mm-hmm. ever going to happen for a running back? You just that level of consistency where you're making the Pro Bowl every single year. Uh, what an awesome career! And I actually have had uh, several friends and family members who have met Franco even within the last couple months. Um, super nice guy, very gracious. Super good to guy. Yeah. Yes. So. It- it's uh, it's it's really odd that it would happen right now uh, as the 50th anniversary is coming up. One other thing about Franco Harris um, that makes him a little bit underrated, and it's similar. I think people can relate to this a little bit with Emmett Smith. Uh, you know, Emmett Smith. It's always you know, well, his offensive line was great. That's why he was good. Well, Franco Harris played on this great team, so it's easy to think, oh, Franco Harris was just part of the Pittsburgh machine. But I think the other thing, Marcus, with him is late in his career, he started stepping out of bounds on runs where there's just no more yards to gain. And Jim Brown was very vocal about it. And Jim Brown could be that way sometimes about picking his favorites. The thing is, is every running back goes out of bounds now, you know. But in that era, if Jim Brown called you out that you weren't tough enough or whatever, which was a bunch of crap, because Franco Harris... Think about it, man. If you're playing in the playoffs every year from 72 to 79, how many extra games, how much extra wear and tear on your body is that against top competition? And this is in the tough defensive days when there weren't a lot of rules to uh, help you out. You know, I'm talking about player safety stuff, right? Yes. They also played, dude, they also played five preseason games and the starters often played into the third or fourth quarter. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Wild, wild. Um, So... The workload, yeah. you know, just had to have taken a toll. Just tough, especially having it happen two days or three days before the game is, I don't know. It's it's going to make this game, I think, I was looking forward to the Steeler-Raider game because, first of all, it's Steelers-Raiders. It's still a great rivalry. We've got this 
huge milestone uh, play that we get to talk about now, and it's going to just feel, I don't know, it's going to be a very somber mood. I, I got a feeling in Pittsburgh on Saturday. Yeah, you know, I would also say with Franco Harris that that you know he got to he he got to revel in the fact that this play is so celebrated, mm-hmm. and it celebrated his career in a new way. Whereas when I was young, he was known for chasing the rushing record, not for the immaculate reception. Right. Now he's known for the immaculate reception. And the other thing is his teammates, by and large, they'll all tell you that he was he was the cog. He was the main guy. And the fact that he was also a great guy, met him at the Hall of Fame, um, I think just, you know, between being a great guy, being loved by our teammates and being recognized 50 years later for a play that you made in the postseason uh, is fantastic. And so... Um, he did not uh, leave uh, unloved, so to speak. You know, yep. this is a guy that definitely knew he was celebrating. Man, you go to the airport in Pittsburgh, there's a statue. <laughs> it's right of there. It. Yeah, the first time I had to fly through Pittsburgh, I walked right up on it. I was like, what is this? I was like, is there really a statue of the Immaculate Reception here? <laughs> I was yep. totally stunned. I didn't even know that that well, existed. It, it you know it's funny for how many years did the did that play get debated whether the gra- the ball touched the ground or not. And for the first time ever, I saw the all 22 today. Actually, somebody yeah. posted the all 22 film from behind and the, the whole, the whole field shot. It's pretty clear. It didn't hit the ground. It's just an incredible play. I mean, to this day, like we, we had a play last week uh, with the Raiders. Ironically, that was crazy. You know, it's the kind of play you'll probably not see again. Um, I think if the Macula reception happened right now in the playoffs, I Twitter would <laughs> would go we've bonkers. Some, well, we've we've had some big plays, right? The Stefan Diggs, right? Touchdown against the Saints. That's a pretty big one. Yeah, but you know, the Stefan Diggs play, it was a great, I mean, it was a crazy play. But really, all that happened was it was a throw and a catch, and the defender misjudged it. This was a ball caroming. 15 yards it's off wild. of a hit over the middle and a running back who's just trailing the play, scooping it at his shoelaces and then running untouched for what? 40 something yards. Crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of rumors about that play. Whether the Raiders uh, claim that the officials called to see if they could get an escort out of the stadium. Yeah, they I've didn't heard that before. A touchdown. Yeah. And, um, you know, it really, uh, that play as much as any launched the Steelers dynasty because it let them know that they could beat one of the best teams in the league. I mean, the Raiders had been to the Super Bowl in 67. They had been to the AFL title game in 68 and 69. The Raiders went to the AFC championship in 70. This was a great team. The Raiders were a big time team and the Steelers, man, they're just a bunch of 24 year old kids. Yeah. All their key guys, all of them, Bradshaw and, and, um, Obviously, Franco was a rookie and Mean Joe Green's in his fourth year and Elsie Greenwood and Jack Ham and all these guys are Mel Blount. They're dude, they're all 24 years old. Yeah. Crazy. Talk about a nucleus. So um great career. Uh rest in peace. And uh I'm glad you brought that up at the top of the podcast, uh, because um it's really important. It's the, NFL it's the most important, important. Yeah, it's the most important story of the day. Uh we do have some games we have to talk about. Uh, so let's just, I know it's an awkward transition, but let's, let's get into it. Always is it with is. this kind of thing. So Thursday night football, uh, surprisingly a pretty good game. 
Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. Now, when I sent this line in this morning, Jacksonville was favored by a half a point. Since then, the Jets are now favored by a point and a half. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, the Jets, I don't think they really deserve to be favored in this game. I know they're at home. I know they have a good defense, but I, I you said Zach Wilson played the best game of his career or, or this year. Well, Low bar, but yes. Very, very low bar. On the other side, you have a quarterback who is playing almost out of his mind, save for like a errant fumble last week against mm. the Cowboys. Um, normally, Marcus, you would take the superior quarterback in a game like this. Yeah, and I will in this one. I think Jacksonville's going to win it. Uh, their offense is just starting to figure things out. I don't think their defense is good by any means, but I think they can get enough stops especially with Zach Wilson playing. I'll, I'll take Jacksonville to win. I've said this a lot this year. It's been a few weeks, though, so you give me a, you give me one here. But, gosh, I wish the Jets had Brees Hall for this yeah, game. Yeah, this, yeah, is a, I know. this is a game they really need to lean on their defense and their backs. Um, they cannot afford Zach Wilson turnovers in this no. game. He turns the ball over twice. I think this game's over. By the way, um, I'm rooting for the Jets in this game. Why? Just because you want to stick it to the Jags? No, I kind of want yeah. the Jets to be in the playoffs, to be honest with yeah. you. It's because I think the Jets, they're not going to be afraid of whoever they play in round one. And I think whoever they play is going to be terrified that they've got to play that because that defense is pretty good. What I see happening in this game is, and this is by far the longest we've ever spent yeah. on a Thursday night game. Uh, I see Evan Ingram catching a ball maybe in the last drive of the game for the Jags. They really need a score. And a jet safety hits him at about 10 yards before he gets to the sideline, but he just drags him all the way to the sideline and gets out of bounds. Thank you for that. Uh, let's move on to yeah. Bill's uh, Bills Bears on Saturday. Bunch of Saturday games. Bills, eight and a half point favorites. Uh, I would not take the Bills to cover this. Um, I eight, Sorry, nine point favorites. That's what I said in this morning. Nine point favorites. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't take the Bills to cover this. This is a walk away from me. Uh, I, I could see the Bills having a letdown. We saw the Bears really give the Eagles a hard mm -hmm. time. This game is in Chicago. Um, it's one thing to have weather conditions when you're at home in your friendly confines. It's another thing to have it at another stadium. And I think Justin Fields has had some bad luck. Uh, I, I, I like the Bears to cover this, Bills to win. I 100% agree with you there. A lot of bad weather, seems like, in that Chicago game. I think that favors Buffalo. Next one, another bad weather game. Saints at Browns. Browns, three-point favorites. Ugh. <laughs> Ew. Is, do you, you want to guess? This the, the, is this the ugly offense game you, of the week? No, do you want to you guess the total? It's got to be low, man. It's got to be real low. I, I would go 38 and a half at the most, oh. but I'm going to go 37 and a half. You, you must like these offenses way more than Vegas does. 31 and a half. Okay, now that is ridiculous. That's I like a Naval Academy go, game, right? Yeah, I think you should go over that. Um, if you're going to bet the over. I wouldn't bet on the over-under on this. Um, I wouldn't do it. But let's talk about just the regular spread here. I'll take the Browns uh, I, to win. Yeah, I like the Browns to win as well. Uh, you know, they haven't been getting anything out of their offense. Their defense, Marcus, has finally kind of showed up. You were calling them out all year. If you go back to the Tampa game, they've they've started playing some ball. They have. They've also got some the benefit of playing some bad quarterbacks, which have helped a little bit. But yeah, they're they're playing much better. Plus, they know Andy Dalton. They should be fine in this game. They do know Andy Dalton. That's correct. All right. What's up next? Uh, not another 
low scoring game. Texans at Titans. Titans Ooh. five point favorites. I know the Texans have been really tough as of late. I'm going to take the Titans to cover. It's a vote of confidence in Vrabel. They know what's in front of them. They've got to win this game. Tennessee keeps losing tough games, and uh, they, they're on a late-season slide here. Should mention, um, Mike Vrabel said it's very unlikely that Ryan Tannehill plays this week, so that means Malik Willis, maybe some Josh Dobbs. Yeah, I I saw Ryan Tannehill play last week. I would not be surprised if he is, in fact, not a late scratch and ends up on the field. Um, okay. Look, this is the nature of the NFL. They shoot these guys up sometimes. I know it sucks. Yep. Um, 30, 35 ta- and a half, by the way, is the total. They'll tape it up. If you're going to bet on this game, this would not be my preferred choice. Um, but you want to keep tabs on who's starting this game. This is a late bet. This is not yep. something you'd bet on now. Uh, what's the total on this? 35 and a half. Yeah, I was going to guess 34 and a half. Uh, yikes. I see. I think this was, has a better chance of being low than Browns Saints does, actually. Because I think the Browns offense is going to wake up at some point. Um, okay, what's next? Uh, all right, next game. Seahawks at Chiefs. Chiefs, nine and a half point favorites. Oof. I'll take the Chiefs Boy, to cover that all day. I knew you. I knew you would. I know. Seattle, you don't can't, have... Seattle cannot stop the run at all. Yeah. I, I, you know, Kansas City runs the ball very intermittently. But do. I don't I don't really like Seattle's defense, period. I'm prone. I'm inclined to agree with you. Kansas City winning by 10 at home. Uh, plus, I think they want to bounce back from that game last week. Okay. They've played a few games too close for comfort. I'm, I'm with you on this one. And remember, Kansas City still has a lot to play for because the Bills still yeah, have a game with course. the Bengals left uh, this year in Cincinnati. So that number one seed still up for grabs. Uh, next one, Giants. The Bills at- game is in Cincinnati? Yes, it is. I double-checked Ooh, yesterday I that, after we I talked. I thought that was in Buffalo. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, next one, Giants at Vikings. Vikings, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I have not. I hate the three and a half point line. You know that. I see the Giants keeping this real close, and I think the Vikings pull away in the end. But I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of confidence in this one. I have more confidence in Kansas City winning by 10 than Minnesota covering this spread. Yeah, I'll take Minnesota Minnesota to win outright, though. I'll take Minnesota to win and cover that. You know, you say that with such confidence, but you know what their point differential is this year. Yeah, they win these games, but the three and a half doesn't scare you a little bit. No, because I just have a hard time seeing the Giants score more than like 23 points. And I think the Vikings against that defense will be just fine. And you were telling me that the Giants offense was better than Washington. So what does that say about Washington's offense? I know. I know. Next one. Bengals at Ravens. Um, When I sent this line in to Courtney this morning, it was Bengals by three and a half. It's now down to Bengals just three. That's a fishy you bang- line. You mean the Bengals Patriots? Sorry, yes, Bengals Patriots. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, because Bengals do play the Ravens in Cincinnati yes. week 18. Boy, is that yeah, last game of the season, right? Yes. That that might decide the North and then who the best wild card is. So yes. that's an interesting game to kind of circle on the uh, schedule. You know, it's going to be wild. By the way, though, what's that? I got a feeling like I'd rather be the fifth seed than the third seed in the AFC. Because if you're the fifth seed, it probably may- means that you play Tennessee or Jacksonville in round one. If mm-hmm. you're the third seed, that could be Miami. That could be the yeah. Chargers. 
Could because be- the way the schedule lays out at the back end of the season, yeah. Miami's going to probably end with a bad record, but make it in. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're thinking. I just was working out the the uh, trigonometry. There you go in my in my head. Um, Bengals, Patriots, Bengals by three. Do you remember I told you about our trig teacher in high school who used to write FC at the top? You had to write FC at the top of your paper if you had a cheat sheet, like in your yep. tie. Yeah. 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 I won't tell that story again. Um, <laughs> all right. Three point favorites at New England. This is tough, man. That's a this fishy is- line to me, right? Ooh, it feels like it should be boy. Bengals by four and a half or five. I'm going to take the Bengals here in a vote of confidence. I have been higher on this team than you were early in the year. I think you've come around on them. I know New England really needs this game. The Bengals cannot afford to dilly-dally like they did in the first half against Tampa. What are you thinking? This is a 100% a stay away for me. Yeah. Honestly, my gut tells me to take New England just outright in this game. It's at home. The Bengals, without their top two pass rushers, they're without some of their corners. Maybe this is a game New England just There's runs the graphic. Away. Yeah, look, look at that. that. Awesome great look graphic. Look at that. Um, I, I think uh, if you... Uh, just stay away. Just stay away. This is a tough game to pick outright. Like, just yeah. straight up. Who I do you know. Want to, who do you think is going to win this game? I'm um, rooting for New England. But I feel like if the Bengals are going to win, they're going to win by a field goal. So, I agree. And I think Cincinnati's going to win. So it's the three and a half that scares me, not the three. Uh, all right, next up. Lions at Panthers. I want you to guess the spread. I don't think Vegas has that much confidence in the Lions. I don't. I, I, oh man, I'm not as good at the spread as I am on the totals. I'm going to say they've got the Lions by two and a half. You are exactly right. That is the line. I, I would take, I think I would take Detroit here because they can get that field goal and win. Um, I am too, but boy, this game worries me. I really want, you know, I'm pulling for Detroit. I know. Kind of like you're pulling for the Jets. I'm, look, I'm, aren't you tired of the Lions always stinking? Like, part part of me, even if they miss the playoffs, wouldn't it be nice if they went nine and eight? Part of me wants that Lions Packer game in week 18 to decide who gets in the playoffs. Yeah. But let me tell you, while you've been, you love to hammer Jared Goff because you think I defend him too much, you're going to be pulling so hard for Detroit if they play Green Bay week 18. I haven't decided yet because I, I started to think about this. Like, hey, is it actually beneficial to have Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs if you're the Cowboys? And the answer might be yes. If Detroit plays at Dallas, I think they'll be fine. Now, if they played at Detroit, that's different because they're a different but, team. In but Detroit. Dallas, Dallas wouldn't play either of those teams, being the five seed. Well, you never know. What if it's they more like the to, NFC Championship? To me, it's more like know. it's like does Green Bay have a better chance of knocking off? The 49ers are the Eagles and the Lions. And I think the answer is probably yes. Yeah. Um, I just want the Lions to be good. Uh, I don't, next one. I'm not worried about who's the matchups right now. Go ahead. Falcons at Ravens. Ravens are seven and a half oh, point gosh. favorites. No Lamar Jackson again this week. And there's absolutely no way I'm taking Baltimore here. If you had to set the over under on how many minutes of this game I'm going to watch. Uh, what would zero. You put zero. Because you, yeah. who, are you, who are you picking in this one? Would you say the Ravens are favored by how much? Seven and a half. I'm not taking the Ravens to cover that. <laughs> Heck no. No way. No way. I'll, I'll take the Falcons to cover. I'll take the Ravens to win outright. Um, boy, I, I don't love this 
total either. I wouldn't even know how to predict this because, first of all, you have to know who's playing quarterback for the Ravens. Hotline. You have no idea. Okay, what to ex- you would think this should be a low total, right? Yes, and it is. It, it should be. This should be like, what is it, 35 and a half, 34 and a half? Yeah. 36 and a half. Yeah. You just don't know with these young quarterbacks if they're going to turn the ball over and you're going to get pick sixes and that kind of thing. I don't think Huntley will do it, but I don't know about Desmond Ritter. Yeah, um, yeah I'd stay away from that one. Only two, only two late afternoon games on Saturday. The first one, Ooh, Commanders okay. at 49ers, which I think you're going to watch. This is a game that you're uh, yeah. interested in. Yes. Uh, 49ers, seven-point favorites. I like the 49ers to cover. Um, that doesn't mean I don't think this is going to be a tough game. You know, this might be 21-14 or 20-13. to 13. What's our Chase Young update of the week? Who knows? <laughs> I hate that so much. Uh, wouldn't this game be a lot more interesting if he was playing at least yeah. a little bit? The oh, two former number two overall picks, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa. Yeah. Carson Wentz. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what. This would be a really interesting game if they had Chase Young, but I'll say that Washington's got to try to steal. I mean, they've got this would be a great game for them to steal. Yeah. You know, uh, not that they're gonna do it, but okay. 49ers winning cover, any problem? Nope. Next game, the the yep. the national game, Philadelphia Eagles at Dallas Cowboys. This game opened up with the Cowboys being a point and a half favorites. They are now five point favorites. It doesn't seem like Jalen Hurts is going to play even though he's keeping the door open. Um, I got to assume with that line, Vegas thinks Gardner Minshew starting. I, I, I'll i take the Cowboys to win this game outright. I don't, this is a very difficult game to, to bet on. Um, how? First of all, you don't know what you're going to get from Minshew. And there have been times where Minshew has played really, really well when you're not expecting it. And Dallas... When's the last time Dallas put a complete game together? Minnesota? Yeah. Yep. Could you bet on the Cowboys responsibly in this game, not no. knowing the quarterback situation? Heck no. I, I, Heck I don't no. think you can either. I'll take the Cowboys to win outright, though, even if Hurts plays. I'll just stay away from this game. Too many... Uh, with this game not having as much meaning as it did a couple days ago, it's really hard to tell like what the Cowboys are even going to do. I'll give you an example. Micah Parsons has missed the last two days with the nilness. Haven't heard exactly what it is, but if he's 80%, they might just play him 35 snaps and say, okay, you know, there's no, there's no sense of overworking him here. Same with the Eagles. Like if AJ Brown's a little nicked up, do you really need him running 60 routes in this game? Probably not. You know, um, just one of these days, like I know sometimes these guys have the stomach flu and that's why they miss they're dehydrated. Look, not trying to be gross, but it happens. Sometimes I just wish they'd put Long John Silvers on the injury report. Like, what was the actual cause? What was the problem? I, I saw yeah. in basketball last night, Jimmy Butler had, they said, uh, gastronal issues. <laughs> I shouldn't, you know what? I don't want to ruin our sponsorship with Long John Silvers. I actually <laughs> enjoyed it very much as a, as a kid, very much. But I want to clean something up too. When I say I pick Dallas straight up, I'm not saying bet on the money line. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if you're in a pick em league, and you've got to pick a winner or a loser, take the Cowboys. I'm not saying uh, to bet on them on, on any level. Sure. So there you go. All right, next one. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders going to Pittsburgh. Steelers, three-point favorites. I kind of like Pittsburgh in this game. Um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win and cover. 
on this. I think the emotional feeling in that stadium, uh, the Steelers have been a lot peskier than I thought they've been. The Raiders have escaped. Yeah, and uh, Pittsburgh's ability to stop the run is going to neutralize what is the strength of the Raiders' offense. I know you could say it's they got Waller back. And, and it, Renfro. It, it's Devontae Adams. Yeah, and Renfro. But how good a season has Derek Carr had? Um, yeah. I'm going to take Pittsburgh here. What's I, I know the previous history doesn't matter too much, but the Raiders have had a ton of success against the Steelers and in Pittsburgh over the last yeah. couple of years. They beat them last year. Uh, yeah. They, I'm looking at their schedule now. They've beat them like five straight times in Pittsburgh, whether it was Bruce Gradkowski had a game they beat him. Terrell Pryor beat them in Pittsburgh. Um, Connor mm. Cook. Connor Cook. No. no. Uh, I, I struggle. Joe Hobart. I struggle Sorry. in this game. Lewis Murphy caught a game-winning touchdown one time against Lewis them. Murphy. Florida? Yeah. yeah. Play with Tim Tebow. Boy, I, pull, I pulled that out. Pro Bowl quarterback? I mean, I pulled no. that out. Uh, yeah. I'll go with the Steelers here, but Pro I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, Sounds I, right. I got to explain that one real quick. Marcus and I were on the phone, and we just read very briefly an article that I was forced to write at the NFL. In 2011, there are managing editor pulled me aside and goes, look, I know you're busy, but you, you need to write this article. Like, 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 like it was my job or something. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what would, you know, did something happen? They used to do this when someone would pass away. I would always write, um, those. Well, Tim Tebow, people are clamoring for him to make the Pro Bowl. So I need you to write an article about it. I'm like, I've got to write a, fr- I got to sit here at work and write a freaking Tim Tebow Pro Bowl article. So we read the first paragraph, first line of that article. It's still on the internet, and yep. uh, yes, All right. you could tell you could tell the way I felt about it from my opening line. All right, anyway, Let, let's ahead. get to the Christmas Day games. I, there's only yeah. one good game on Christmas Day. Yeah, Packers at Dolphins. Dolphins uh, in this game are three, a four and a half point favorites. I have a hard time seeing Green Bay win this game. I do. Their their defense has been intermittent. They they played well against the Rams, but that was Baker Mayfield in his second start. It was 15 degrees. It got up to 16. Um, I, I like Miami to win and cover here. Um, Yeah, this is going to be one I differ, d- disagree. I like, I like the Packers to win and cover here. Just you were just more. telling me the Packers were not going to win in Miami like a couple of days ago. No, uh, I'm picking the Packers. So we've got two other games. I will go with you on one thing. I'm not going to pick Miami to cover because it's four and a half, but I'll take Miami to win. We've got two more Christmas Day games to get to. This is going to be the fastest picks ever. I I want one word. Broncos, two and a half point favorites over the Rams. (laughs) I want to take the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. So Bucks Bucks at Cardinals, uh, Bucks six and a half point favorites as Trace McSorley going to start for Arizona. I'll take the Bucks to win and cover. All right. Cool. I grip. Instead of watching those games, I think you should watch a Christmas movie. I know we got one more game to get to instead. So I put together, we're pausing for a second to tell you my top five Christmas movies of all time. Okay. I'm okay. Hi- I hijacked the podcast. All right. <laughs> Number five, Rudolph the Red yeah. Nose, Reindeer. Reindeer. Classic the original game. one. The original yeah. one the, with the claymation. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, number stop four. motion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number Clash four. The Titans sm- stop motion. Okay, go ahead. When I'm you ready. watch Rudolph, watch how the abominable he gets smaller as it goes on. When he starts, he's bigger than the mountains. By the end, he can fit uh, Santa's yeah. castle. <laughs> Number four, Home Alone. 
you can uh, pick either one. Either one. I'm good with both of those. I just found out today. Did you know that Michael Jackson is in Home Alone 2? I didn't. Neither did I. Apparently, right after that part when uh, Macaulay Culkin meets Donald Trump, like the very next frame, Michael Jackson's actually walking in the Plaza Hotel, and you see just a little bit of him. Wasn't it something like when Donald Trump, whenever there something was being done on his somewhere, like his property, insisted he had to be in Correct. the movie, something yes. like that? that that's, yeah. And that's okay. why he's in it. Number three, Santa Claus. Just classic. I love Tim Allen in that movie. It's so good. Uh, okay. Number two. This list is, is so Number two. Already. Christmas Vacation. You know how much I love Christmas Vacation. Yes. Courtney, our producer, absolutely loves it. So I, I figured that I needed to share the present that I got from your brother today. Yeah. Not today. Yes. Uh, if, if you can see this on the, on the screen, Ellie, what is this that I'm showing? <laughs> it's your Jelly of the Month Club box. <laughs> Elliot's brother sent me the jelly of the months, the the gift that keeps on giving to cheer me up from my depression. And I got what a say, jelly did you have today? Uh, I went with the French onion jam again, and uh, it was it was a real nice surprise, Elliot. A real <laughs> nice surprise. Was it was it as good as the uh, the apple butter? Uh, the apple butter was pretty good. I also tried the classic blueberry lemon, which is right here. I mean, they're all. They're all just so good. Yeah, this is power ranking show, so you need to start keeping some notes, you know, so that we can have a proper. Oh, I proper got a spreadsheet. We're getting good. out. Yeah, yeah. Of course you do. Of course you do. Uh, uh, should we talk one. about the cults or stick with jelly? No, no got, let's go to I, your number one Christmas movie. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life. Uh, you're just never going to beat that movie. It's the ultimate classic, uh, best Christmas movie ever. You know, uh, our top three definitely differ. I mean, I might, you know, I I hadn't thought this out all the way through like you did but i can definitely give you my top four okay uh one it's a wonderful life good uh two die hard that's not a christmas movie go ahead three trading places stop it that's a christmas movie uh it is four <laughs> christmas vacation and five is really really tough uh, I do like the original Miracle on 34th Street from the 1940s or 1951. I like it's both, from. both versions of it I'm good with. I need to watch the Jorsey Scott 1984 yes. A Christmas Carol again. I haven't seen that one in a while. You and I, A Bad Santa, we've talked about before, is uh, definitely a I, diversion. Home I, Alone's I need, a good one, though. I need Courtney on here. Courtney, what's what's the best Christmas movie of all time? Gotta be Christmas Vacation. See, there you go. At least we're all in agreement with that one. Most overrated Christmas movie. People love it, and you're like, meh, meh, meh. Jingle all the way. Yeah, I'm going to Christmas Story. That's that's. Oh so. wow, that what a hot take! What a hot yeah, take! I all just, right. yeah, meh. All right, number the last game. I was gonna say yeah. number one, but last game. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not number one. In the, in the games or in your heart. Chargers at Colts. Colts make another quarterback change. We get Nick Foles this week. Chargers four and a half point favorites. I'm going to pick the Chargers to win and cover, but I I do it so half-heartedly. I'm 
doesn't it feel like Nick Foles is going to throw for 325, three touchdowns and a pick, and the Colts are going to win? The Chargers just need to win one more game, probably, to make the playoffs. And I got a feeling this is going to be the one they lose. Just like, could you bet on the Chargers in this game? I can't, I can't, I couldn't advise anyone to do that. No. So, no way. All right. Let's, so what could they? Yeah. Go, let's go back over and then let's pick a couple strong ones. Jags, Jets, I like the Jets, you like the Jags. Bills, Bears, we like the Bills to win outright, but the Bears probably to cover. Mm-hmm. Saints, Browns, we like the Browns to win. Maybe stay away from that spread. Yeah. Titans, Texans, you like the Titans. I'm just staying away like a coward. Uh, Seahawks, Chiefs, we both like the, the Chiefs to win and cover. Vikings, Giants, I like the Vikings to win and cover. You like the Vikings to win. You would stay away from the point spread. Mm-hmm. Bengals Patriots, we really struggle with it. Let's let's take the Bengals to win uh, and cover. Let's have a little bit of a faith, a little bit oh. of faith in our Bengals. Lions Panthers, we both like the Lions mm-hmm. to win. Falcons Ravens, we both like the Ravens to win, but the Falcons to cover. Commanders 49ers, we both like the 49ers to win and cover. Eagles Cowboys, you like the Cowboys to win. I'll probably take the Eagles here. I've seen the Cowboys lose this exact same game before with Jeff Garcia playing for the Eagles. On oh, 2006. Yeah. Oh, that was a nasty game. Why'd you have yeah. to bring that one up? Now, that one actually was painful. This yeah. this group's not painful. That group was painful. Raiders Steelers. I think this is going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be close. I will lean with you to take the Steelers to win and cover. Packers Dolphins. I'm taking the Packers outright. You are taking the Dolphins to win and cover. Broncos, I'm not taking them to cover, but I would take uh, them to win. Yeah. Broncos, Rams, we're not watching that, but we're, we we take the Rams. Bucks, Cardinals, we're going to take the Bucks, but we're not watching that game either. Chargers, Colts, we're, we're rooting for the Chargers, but we don't have any faith that they're actually going to be able to win that game and cover. Um, I'll just take them to win outright. That's it. Uh, okay, two that I think are really strong uh, in our uh, group here. Kansas City, I, I do like to because it's only nine and a half. If it was worse than that, but I really like San Francisco the most here to to win by more than seven uh, against Washington. There's a couple of totals I liked as well. What, what do you think? There's some tough totals in there. Um, mm. Well, they're low. I mean, the Saints Browns um, 30, 31 and a half. Yeah, it's just too low, Marcus. How do you how do you go under that? You can't. That's why. You just stay away. Yeah. It's tough. Falcons, Ravens, would you go under? No, because I think the Ravens will be able to get enough chunk plays with Tyler Huntley. He's not terrible. Um, I would be surprised. What's the total on that one again? Is it 36 and a half? What was that one? 36 and a half. Yeah. Okay. So if they get a couple chunk plays and they end up scoring 24 points, let's say. Okay, with Tyler Huntley, which would be about right. Does Atlanta score more than 12? With I think thir- 13 is probably where they get. Yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. Anything else that we're missing then? So do you, b- between I've, San Francisco, Washington, Kansas City, Seattle is the only ones that, only ones that I'm strongly recommending. Go be with your family so sweet. Don't bet on these games. <laughs> yeah, they're tough. They're tough. I Yeah, if it were me, I honestly, it'd really, San Francisco, Washington would be the only one I'd really do. I But Kansas City, Seattle is a good B, plan B. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, all right, so those are the picks. Uh, we talked about Franco Harris. Um, 
I wanted to just ask you something real quick about the Saturday games, because I know you love the Saturday games. Did you think it was a little much last weekend trying to watch a triple header, then come back around watching a triple header again on Sunday, plus the Thursday night game, plus the Monday night game, or did you like it? I think two would have been the right amount of games, right? Give me, me a four, give me a four o'clock start or three thirty. Like you can mess with it as much as you want, and then give me a night game. But having three games was a lot. I was, I was tired by Sunday and by Sunday night. You know, this, I actually fell asleep before the end of the Commanders Giants game. Yeah. So it, it, it was I like a lot. the Saturday night game, and I don't mind there being two, but I think three is is too much. So just just wanted to know that. But as always, I give you the the final word. Why do we have to have games on Christmas? I know the NFL is trying to compete with the NBA and they're trying to take away and dominate that game. Do we do we really need Christmas Day games? I, I'm going to sound like really negative here. I apologize. I'm going to be a negative Nancy, but um, because the NFL has no self-awareness. Zero. It's the same reason we have Thursday night games. All they look at, Marcus, all they look at is how do we rate versus everybody else? They oh. don't look at how do we rate against ourselves and they don't look at the the possibility of saturation. Um, well, not so. only that, like, I'm listen. I'm fine with. I understand why they had to put all the games on Christmas Eve because they didn't want to put a full NFL slate on Christmas Day. So I get it. But did we need an eight thirty kickoff on Christmas Eve between the Raiders and Steelers? Like, no. why not just throw that into the four o'clock slate of games? Because you know. A lot of people on Christmas Eve night are going to be out parties. They're going to be at church. They're going to be with their families. Did you really but the game will be? Game? But here's the thing. The game will be on the TV, even if people aren't watching it. And that's all they need. That's I know. all they need. I know. There's no, there's no engagement score for that. So, uh, But I also think about like, uh, listen, I'm, I'm speaking because I'm mad about it. Like all the people that have to work these games and cover it and broadcast care. it. They don't care. They don't care. Um, but eventually, listen, th- th- there is going to be a tipping point. There always is. And if you haven't read that book, it's a great Malcolm Gladwell book. Um, there will be with the league. And it's not like I'm looking for the downfall here. I'm just yep. saying everything can is capable of being oversaturated. you got Jerry Jones uh, clamoring for 18 games. Do you hear any fans? Has Have you talked to anyone? You no. have a bunch of rabid fans in your family. Has anyone from Uncle Scott on down said, you know, Marcus, what I really would love is that the NFL played 18 games and had 20 weeks? No, nobody wants that. Two buys and 18 games. No, thank you. You know, yeah. So, or 19 weeks, whatever it's going to be. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went to two bye weeks if they did that, by the way, either. That way they could lengthen the season out even more and get more advertising revenue. It's so silly, silly. So anyway, there we go. That was your final word. Well, I mean, kind of. That's that what you depressing. asked your question. <laughs> that was depressing. Uh, listen, right. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. Enjoy the football. We'll be back next week to, to talk about it all. But uh, enjoy. Hey, and Marcus. Hey, I want to tell you, uh, we're not going to do a show. I, I should say on Thursday night, uh, Marcus can't do it. So we apologize, but no show Thursday night after Jags Jets. And uh, Marcus, if you need help with your pro football focus article, um, come and get me. I'll be upstairs asleep. He's the host of Locked on Cowboys with uh, Landon McCool. Landon McCool might actually promote our work because it's Christmas. We'll find out. He covers the Raiders for USA Today. He's also at Marcus 
underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter. And I wish you a Merry Christmas along with Marcus. Take care, everybody. We will see you Monday night to do the Power Rankings set for Monday Night Football. Take care. Bye-bye.